Loaded Bases, episode 23. Super excited to release this one. My guest, it was the most craziest way of how I came across him. And just from his header on Twitter, all it showed was Team Mexico. But his name, it just didn't correlate. So I sent him a message and here we go. Loaded bases, Justin Kelly. How's it going? What's up, man? It's good to meet you. Yeah, you too, man. So how's uh, how's uh, California? Um, it's sixty-one right now, and I'm a little cold, but uh, not as bad as oh, uh, right. what you're dealing with. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> not it as sucks. bad as the the Midwest League uh, in the middle of April. A couple of turtlenecks on, trying to get warm. But oh yeah, um, we're we're okay. We're we're doing all right. Nice. So. So what do you do? What is your job title and where do you work currently? Well, right now I am selling cars for drive time car sales uh, yeah. here in Bakersfield. Uh, once COVID hit in March, you know, in spring training in Mexico, I uh, got sent back. And then by April, May, you know, it's on the job market. Nothing's yeah. happening. You know, they're kind of leaving us out to dry, which, I mean, it wasn't on their fault. They were just saying, hey, we might push back season. They, they had three or four times where they pushed the season back. To the point, mid-June, they said, hey, we're done. So hit the yeah. job market, try to figure something out. Um, got lucky to, to get a gig for now and um, be doing that until, you know, hopefully get a contract for next year. But we're, we're still, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We've heard good things. We've heard positive things. But uh, I know – Mexico and just like California, we're we're shutting down and dealing with, yeah, you know, more hospitalizations and more counties kind of going in the the severe zone. So it's just a waiting game, man. Just waiting game and trying to trying to be ready. So yeah, there there's a say because I know so Washington State, we just uh, I think we just bumped back down to phase one. So we're like shut down. We're we're about to everyone's gonna have to stay inside. Yeah, and it's oh yeah. Given the circumstance, I think baseball, how this year kind of went, it was the best that that could have happened. But, I mean, like, because there was a lot of guys that went, like, overseas this year to go play. Oh, yeah. I don't blame them. The KBO is going on the other playoffs right now. And, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, ex-big leaguers you've heard of. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of a dream for me is, is getting a shot to play over there in those Asian countries. Just, you know, they, they live and breathe uh baseball and it's so once in a lifetime kind of thing so you know they figured it out i'm hoping we kind of do um i know with milb mexico league and and you know other leagues without tv deals mm -hmm. you know, that revenue is important that, yeah, that very, revenue very. for fans attendance is important and from what i'm hearing in the pacific league you know they're having capacity uh, maybe 25 percent capacity mm -hmm. stadiums and you know, owners are trying to push that. They're, they're trying to get as many people in the stands as possible, but yeah, the league's punishing them. If, if they're going above that, they're, they're actually punishing them, which it's for human for humanity and for the sake of what's going on. Um, it's the right thing to do as a baseball player. It's frustrating because you know, no fans. So that's your job. I mean, yeah. like that. <laughs> that I mean, baseball is a lifestyle. Like it's more than just a game out there. It's, I mean, like if you get told that you can't play, and that's mm -hmm. all that you've done for your whole life yeah it's tough yeah. and it's and hearing a couple guys in town working out with a uh, guy with the Mets my buddy Alan Winans he says they're not going to go back until April I think for, for minor leaguers non non 40 men mm -hmm. 
um, guys and what their season's going to look like. I know they're contracting the minor leagues down, and that was before coronavirus. But yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna have to play. Those guys can't take two years off. No. Why why do you employ those guys if they're if you're furloughing them again? So um, I think just looking back and trying to take advantage of this time and um, trying to be ready when you can be, and it's a lot easier said than done, but it's nice to be on the latter side of this. And yeah. not, the beginning of it was, all right, stay two, three weeks away always. So no one had any idea like what was going to happen. No, talking to guys, what did they do for, I can tell you what I did, but from April, May, uh, what was their April, May looking like? I mean, and so the guys that I've talked to, it was pretty much, they found out at spring training and then within two days they were in a car driving back home and they had no idea. They didn't know what to do. They didn't have any, any yeah. idea like from the teams, the teams had no idea. It was sit and wait. It was wait. insane. And knowing those guys took the whole year off and I know a lot of guys were trying to stay in shape. Yeah. You know, and if I knew maybe April 1st that there wasn't going to be a season, maybe done things a little different. Um, instead of trying to be ready, just yeah. maybe focus on a different phase of, you know, training and, and trying to give yourself a longer calendar life to, to be ready for. But um, yeah, I got home. I got home. Uh, we were in Mexico city for spring training for a little bit. I got home the 17th of March and then the Mexican American border shut down like the 20th. So yeah, um, luckily to get over before then. And, uh, you know, they, they sent us home and said two weeks. And that was at the time where we had no idea. And yeah. I knew it was going to be a little longer than that. So I was like, I'm getting out of here as soon as possible. But um, it, it's, it's a conversation with not even just baseball players. Every, every athlete I've talked to is just – and I can't control it. I'm just going to, you know, See, it's nine-month off-season. Yep. Yeah, nine-month off-season, I'm getting ready. It's a little bit longer than baseball players have had in the past. Like to get ready. Oh, it's too much. Plus, um, I mean, yeah. plus like we're, we're very like routine people. Well, I mean, like when you play baseball. So if you don't have a time schedule, that's hard pass. Especially when you have um, that schedule is not something. Yeah, exactly. You and, and for me, it was, I didn't know what the hell I did at home from, from April to September. I yeah. Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays. Um, being there for that was cool. So I, I, was, yeah. I appreciate the time to take advantage of the time. I, I think we, we have, but. At the same time, it it, uh, it did a little bit take away from my identity. Uh, even yeah. to this day, you know, kind of what I am or who I am. I, I'm introducing myself more as a car salesman now than I am as a baseball player. <laughs> you know, and it, it's it's just kind of been a whole, uh, just a full transition that um, it's nice to see what life after baseball is going to bring. Um, yeah. What I want to do, what I don't. I've, I've learned a lot about myself outside the game. But mm-hmm. I, I tell some teammates now, I'm like, if I ever – complain or, or or you know bitch about something during season next year just slap me i miss baseball so much like i don't care the grind is the grind but the grind's real it's it's real but it's better than the real world man and that is what i'm saying it's uh it's it's you always say that but like seeing the real world yep. now a little bit uh no doubt no doubt yeah it's i mean so have you always wanted to be a professional baseball player or i guess or actually what's your dream job so going into high school, uh, 
I was just kind of going around doing the whole thing, playing all the sports. Yep. And then I got specialized, you know, junior year, senior year, pitching a lot. And then, yeah, it was definitely a goal, but it was, it was very lofty. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it really, you know, somewhere where I was going to go. I went to junior college for a couple of years. Uh, and then uh, for me, a big break was when I got my scholarship to Virginia Tech. And that felt like I, I, I belonged. Um, I didn't do well there. I, I failed a little bit and, and transferred to UC Santa Barbara. Mm. And, and that, that whole opportunity was something that, um, you know, I, I'm still appreciative to this day. But it, it wasn't until maybe my senior year of college when I, I thought I can get drafted. Uh, and then once that happened, it was probably like everybody talked to for, for non-prospects. It was just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. I don't care if I get drafted in the 35th round. So I got 33rd round. So I got a little bit of time to, to go to rookie ball. And um, yeah, man, uh, I, I don't know if I'd want to do anything else. I, you know, eventually I want to get back and go into engineering, get my master's. Oh, yeah. and that would be, that'd be my life alternate of baseball. Yeah. And, for, oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it's fine though. I, I, I think that this whole journey, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have like some of these these stories or like exactly. some of the personality. Um, I don't know who that person would be, to be honest. I mean, because you learn so much like about yourself, like on like the road trips alone and then traveling. I mean, I mean, because you're like with a big group of friends and like brothers pretty much. Yeah. And then I'd say because you, you travel over to Japan to go play. That was a year ago today, how things have changed. <laughs> And what team do you play on a year um, ago? I was uh, Viva Mexico, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that that whole thing starts off with uh, so twenty nine. That's crazy. So and when I see those pictures of, of wearing green and red, my dad because uh, my dad's the white side of the family, like mm. the Irish German. My mom's the Mexican side. Her her maiden name's Rivas. She's she's half. Um, it was something that I was joked around as a kid. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, some, I have some Mexican blood. No one believed me. I, I got a red beard and yep. last name's Kelly. Um, and then when I got my, my release from the Braves, uh, it was a situation of shit. I'm going to go play independent ball, get a job or figure something out. And then um, found out that you could play with the Pocho rule in Mexico as a Mexican. So if you have Mexican blood, it goes back as far as your grandpa. So my grandpa was born in Mexico. Oh yeah, and so you were week, you were set. That like those two weeks, me and my mom were going through getting released and going through that whole depression, confusion, not know what's going yeah. on. I luckily had a really good support system. My mom and dad and my my wife, they like, what the hell are you going to Mexico for? Like, <laughs> dude, like you're going to Mexico? Like this is not going to be good. And you know the money was better out there. The opportunity to still play, uh, still mm -hmm. play good affects the team. And then seeing the roster. You know, Eric Ibar, Chris Carter, some of these big names. And it was like, who am I to say no? Um, I got a bullshit with, with uh, K-Rod for a whole summer. Um, you know, I met Bartolo Colon playing down there. And uh, it started from me and my mom trying to get my birth certificate, my mom's birth certificate, my grandpa's birth certificate. Yeah. Going to the Hall of Records, uh, trying to get all those stuff gathered, um, sent over. And then once I had that, I was able to play as a Mexican because you can only have six imports uh -huh. in the Mexican league. so. Um, those are always for the coveted. Six, you know, like six imports per team or per the league? Per team. Yeah. Oh, dang. Per team. So, so mostly it's the Dominicans. Yeah. Um, the big league guys. So, I mean, it's, it's being an import down there is, uh, 
not that much security because you know you have to perform yep. because your spot is really coveted. Um, so it was, it was definitely job security for sure to be able to play as Mexican. And then we won the Mexican League Championship. And that night I get a call from uh, the Mexican Federation president being like, hey, Justin, um, you know, do you want to play for Team Mexico? And, I mean, we were coming off the high of, of winning. And the next day I was like, wait can I, like, am I, am I allowed to play on that team? Like mm-hmm. it, the rules let me and they're like, yeah, you, you're, you're Mexican blood. Uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have the Mexican blood, you have it with you. You were able to play because of your nationality and, and your, your background. So, um, we, we luckily were in the premier 12 with team USA, the Netherlands and Dominican in, in Guadalajara. And we went three and zero in that to go to Japan and then we got the bronze medal uh, beating Team USA. And, and to, to put it like the weirdest moment was for us, they said Team Mexico, you know, for the Mexican national anthem, hand over the heart. Yep. For the other team's national anthems, don't disrespect them, but don't put your hand over your heart. Put the glove, so put the hat to your side. Star Spangled Banner comes on, the one you hear all the time from going yeah. to kid. That's your national anthem. And you had to hear it as, a, as an opponent. And I'm just that would be so weird. I'm in my head, dude. Like, what the hell is going on? And like, just that remembering, like, how I felt there. Uh, just it, it was a blessing because I mean, you talk to some guys, that team USA team is is was prospects, it was those 40 man guys, yeah, Cody Ponce. Like, we're talking some you know names that are going to be around for a while. Yep, and we beat them twice. We beat them twice. One time we uh, we beat them in Guadalajara, and then we went on a walk off. Uh, to win the bronze medal, and that's what. You See that? Oh. Oh, that's that, so cool. That yeah. is so badass. It's also freaking cool, man. And, and like, like tearing up and stuff, like kind of going off of getting released and, you know, falling and stumbling into that opportunity uh, was 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 pretty awesome. And you know, being able to share that with, it, with some other guys who were Americans like me, but yeah, so it was, it was a cool bond to have. So we luckily, you know, before all this happened, we were doing Olympic training and. and you know, getting ready for some of that. So we're just yelling standby and, and hopefully, uh, you know, things work out going forward. Dude, that that was so cool. I mean, like it's, it's super small of how, I guess it's a super small world, how the baseball community is. So small. It is. Let's say, let's say, cause you were saying earlier that you were talking to a Jonathan Perrin yeah. and me and him text on the daily. It's just like, <laughs> it's insane. I met him in Mexico, you know, yeah, in Mexico. <laughs> and then he was, uh, Oklahoma state teammates. Yep. Was one of my buddies with the Braves, uh, Jason Hirsch. I mean, this, these stories go on forever. I mean, you yeah. know, a guy who knows a guy. And then if you walk into a new locker room and someone says, Hey, you know, so-and-so it's like a, all right. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I know people like I, I'm, accl- I'm getting acclimated and that's one of those things that uh baseball world always does that. You, you like knowing people who know people and um, it just brings that comfort for sure. Oh, so uh, yeah, it's, it's so back in uh, 2007, I played in a tournament up in uh, Cooperstown, New York. And there was uh so one person doing the podcast, he's uh, he's from shoot. Illinois, mm-hmm. I believe, and he was there the same week I was, and yeah. then and then also a kid that I played with in college who's from Hawaii, he was there too, 
And it's just it, – By the way, I'm jealous. Um, I never had the chance to go to Cooperstown. Uh, that was always one of those ones that, uh, you know, our team's never uh, went there. But I just had a conversation today about a couple of guys who did go. Yeah. It was one of those things, like, if you, if you went, you, you definitely remember it. Oh, I'd um, say that's easily, like, one of my favorite baseball <laughs> memories. It's just I unique. had a story like that. When we were 10, we went to the, the Cal Ripken World Series, and a guy named Trevor Gott, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, he shoved it up our freaking ass. And then he played with the Angels. And, um, you know, he was in the Angels organization the year before uh -huh. I was. But uh, I had the chance to meet him. I was like, yeah, man, I don't know if you remember me, but when you were 10, you were the best pitcher alive. Like, <laughs> I remember you from, from 2003, and, uh, you know, those things stick. Yes, so, and, I think, and it's the personalities, too. I think, um, you know, a part of me is just kind of the openness is, you know, you, you bullshit with guys all the time, new guys, yeah. new people all the time. So you're, you're always acclimating to new groups of people. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. So, so was it as was it pretty easy uh, to communicate uh, with the guys on your team for uh, t Team Mexico? Um, so the what helped was already being immersed in in Mexican culture from that year, the end of twenty nineteen, and you know you you do learn a lot about the language when you have to when you have to order it at lunch or you have to speak it with everybody, and yeah, um, definitely a thing where the Mexican fundamentalists and the nationalists that were in charge of the team um you know they, they they want you speaking spanish they want you doing it and if you don't yeah. do it right just try just just try and i i tried and i made a fool of myself um but it, they respected it uh you know a couple other guys uh you know there were a lot of english speaking on the team too so they definitely had translators but it, it was one of those things that they did such a good job of, of making us feel comfortable even if we yeah. weren't comfortable they're like hey we just want to win one team just want to win um, you guys might not be from this country, but you are your children of this country and you are now and you always will be. Um, and, and the, the nerves I had going into getting released from the Braves to my first week into the Mexican league last year was, I was scared shitless. I, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Um, you know, health, the, the, don't drink the water. Uh, you know, don't go outside, uh, learning how to speak there, Spanish. Uh, there's uh, a lot of don'ts in there. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And, and now I, I, I want to say, I wish I did it earlier, obviously, you know, mm. um, but I was, I would, all that hesitation I had before uh, definitely went outside the way. So it, it's, dude, I was so cool. like to go play in like a whole different country. That's why, like for me, just the chance to play like KBO or, um, you know, in Japan, one of those leagues or even Taiwan, Australia. Um, you can go there. You can go to – shoot, I mean, there's a lot of places. Everywhere. Play. For sure. And, and, and you know, it's, it's uh, like you said, baseball world's small. And having those connections and, and talking to people through all this. Yep. Uh, the people who are playing, you know, the winter ball leagues, um, they, I know some guys who, who just really feel blessed to, to be playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, there's a lot of guys who want to be playing and yeah. whether they're going through protocols with the testing or the face masks, like, you know, most people are, I think most players are adjusting well because they feel blessed to even play uh, just to, to even get a year in. And, and, you know, some of the big league guys I know, um, it is what it is. Like no one's, no one's yeah. complaining because everyone's doing it. Uh, everyone realizes it's a lot bigger issues right now. So, you know, our little job we have of playing baseball, um, it's, it's a blessing to have right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that have no jobs. Yeah. It's, I mean, 
Oh, I mean, like the minor leaguers, they didn't even have a season. They had absolutely spring training for, I mean, if they made it there. And some guys even, you know, they said, hey, your your hotel key cards aren't going to work tomorrow. So you guys go wherever you got to go. Go home. Here's your $300 travel check. Or um, I don't know how – how, how much I think the adjustment would have been a lot harder for me if I was, you know, coming from the actual minor leagues just because mm. the financial burden's a little bit more there. Yeah. And everyone's had that, that $1,200, $1,300, you know, check. And then um, I lie every year in the minor leagues, I lied about uh, how I got home. I told them every year I was uh, flying home when I was with the Braves. I just got my own flight for 300 bucks. I pocketed the other 400 bucks because <laughs> 400 bucks to, a minor league guy is that's huge. a lot. Yep. It's huge. So, um, that those guys really getting a little bit of a short end of the stick, but you know, some guys got invited for those 60 man taxi squads. Yep. Some guys didn't get invited at all. And you know, they haven't had eyes on them in a year. So just getting film, trying to get behind, you know, rap sodos or, you know, get some kind of analytic numbers and, it just kind of is predicated on what your facility like is at home and um, where you have, you know, connections with and where you're going. Well, yeah. I mean, like with like the pay, like with the minor leaguers, they don't even have enough. I mean, like I'm not saying that they're broke, broke, but like they don't even have, I mean, like, cause they have to figure out like their own places like to go lift and then like their own places to go throw. And then if they, are from like Florida, Texas, California, like where it like where it doesn't snow compared to if you're from Minnesota or even like up here. Dude, I was broke, broke. I was broke, broke when I was even the beginning of 2019. So could not imagine um, the burden you have because one, I gotta eat. I gotta try to make sure me and my family are good. And yep. Two, how am I gonna get better as a baseball player to to Still stick so, around. Yeah. So, yeah, because you you have to figure out on your own how to perform at a top elite level, and they're not helping you do that. Yeah, and you work for them. It's it's a lot of mental toughness because yeah, now it's like, what am I getting ready for? And yeah. and that's a question I you know talk with some buddies working out here is what's our what's our deadline? What what's our what's the day we're ready by? Because I'm. Every spring training is be that would be hard. That would be mentally draining, like by itself, because you would always question yourself, like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? The purpose like, isn't fully there if you don't have a, you know, a, a full. But that turns into you know developing good habits. Yep. You know, I, there's gonna be a lot of guys come come March, April who are ready. And yeah. Some guys who aren't. There. I've talked to both. I mean, I've talked to like the guys that that have just took months off or I've talked to guys who are just like just going. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, I'm curious to see like who, who shows up and who doesn't. Creatures of habit, right? I mean, you know, the guys who work out during season, they're getting ready. They know how to handle the routine. They probably just crushed it even more. And then, you know, some guys, and it's not just baseball, you know, like we were talking about, um, had some time to talk with a couple of buddies who were in the CFL Canadian football league. And, mm. um, you know, they're not having a league and, you know, they gotta be, they gotta be in shape to get their ass kicked yeah. <laughs> you know, every, every week. So 
Um, it, it definitely is a perspective thing. Like I don't have it that bad. Uh, look, other people have it just as bad as me. Um, not poor me. And on, a, on athletic terms, not poor me. But then you look at it beyond athletics and it's like, you know, I mean, if I get a real job, I'm just I'm, – I'm finally jumping in the real world. And I, I realized how lucky I was to play yep. um, a sport for, you know, for a living for a while. So, yeah. I mean, like, is that – that's that's like one of the big things that I like want to focus on is that like the guys in the minors or that go play like independent ball or overseas that it's it's you have to absolutely love the game and you you have a vision of what you want to do. You have to. You or have to because if, if you don't, if you get this gray area of of I'm gonna work my butt off or I'm not going to do anything and I'm done playing. And if you don't, if you're done playing, that's everyone's personal choice. But that middle area, if, if you think you're going to keep playing and your work ethic isn't what you had it during yeah. the season, but what you know, what it takes. And I, I think, you know, those years in college, those years in the minor leagues, you, you see guys who work, you see some of the talent you're against. Um, just because you don't see them this year doesn't mean that you could be closing the gap to them. Mm. You could be widening the gap, and it's kind of just the, the ability to to trust to to trust what you're doing, and then you know the moment of truth is going to come. You know, whenever we do get the clearance to play fully, you know that moment of truth is going to come. Some guys are doing that right now, playing winter ball. You know, and, and they're raising their stock for you know getting picked up again, yeah. or lowering their stock, and just just trying to make sure that they can handle you know what's going on. Oh, it's it's. We will see who shows up to play in 2021 and hopefully there is spring training because I'm going down. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Are you going to go to Florida? Nope. I'll go to Arizona. That's, that's the one to go to. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I went to, uh, well, like, so when I lived in South Florida, uh, I would call into work and I would go to spring training games. <laughs> it's like eight bucks. And I can go watch like baseball. You can and, go to like four games in one day. Um, I only had one spring training um, in, in Tempe with the Angels um, was 2017. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Scottsdale, Tempe, it's not even just the lifestyle nightlife, but, yep. you know, having friends and other teams you can hang out with. Yeah. And then when I went to the, the Braves in Orlando, Orlando's great, but we have everyone's out. so far away from each other. And you wake up at 6 a.m. to go to the field and you look at the list and you're like, oh, I'm pitching the seventh inning game. And, um, you know, Sarasota, you won't be back until 7 p.m. Compared to a scrimmage in spring training, you're back in Arizona, you're back 2 p.m., 3 yeah. p.m. So your, your logistics is just, you know, way off. And um, when I first got traded over to the Braves, one of my first thoughts was, like, besides excitement and, and yeah. being ready, but after coming down i was like shit i gotta go to florida <laughs> like, yeah I there it, it's it's a little different of a spring training environment but um yeah it's 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 definitely a different world and, and talking to people who go get drafted by one team or the other team over there uh, they are so envious yeah. of those arizona guys always so for, for sure guys. i've yeah. heard that exact same thing it's mean, wild it is it is what it is um for I guess for, for you, I guess I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. So with all the people you're talking to, yep. um, 
what's the consensus on when they think they're going to start when, when they think things are going to go down? Uh, the same answer that you have. Okay. <laughs> no idea. I can only, yeah. Got to laugh about it. Cause I know it's funny how no one has any, idea. no one knows. No one knows. I mean, there's, soul. I, I don't even, I'm not even sure if there's a MLB schedule for 2021 out yet. And usually by now they have it out. They don't, they don't have it. So it's no one knows talking with coordinators or, or talking with some of the GMs and, you know, they're touching base with guys. I know they're, they're having conversations, trying to get them ready. They're, they're still yeah. on programs, but like I said, there's just no, um, yeah, no one, no March 1st goal line. There's no, there's no March 1st, uh, be ready by this moment. So it's don't know if the season's even going to be, in April or May, or if guys are going to get invites to big league camp. I mean, or if they're going to have camp like it's normal time. Yeah. I mean, or if they do the June to July, then July 1st, opening day, 60 games. Taxi squad. Yeah. Uh, I hope they, you know, they give those non 60 man guys. Yes. They, they should, they should play. Yes. Yeah, there's no way you guys can or they can just not let guys play for two years and still call them employed by your organization. Well, so the so I learned that the term for uh, minor leaguers, you are a seasonal intern or a seasonal apprentice. Apprentice. So, yeah. that, that's for tax purposes. For the, yeah. For the money. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore you don't have a minimum hour hours that you have to work. You make this much. It's I saw the baseball America article. I don't know. I think it was maybe a week ago talking about they were going to increase yep. salaries for guys. And I know they're cutting down teams, which I don't know how you feel about it. I, it was crazy to me to, to go from like rookie that. ball to, to advanced rookie ball. There's a lot of levels. I, I definitely think that you need that many. You need, you need, four levels maybe some people cutting out an advanced rookie ball i think it's like the opportunities i mean i mean there's a lot of people i mean there's a lot of people in the minor leagues a lot but i'm not i don't don't know i mean it sucks like i feel like that it would it would not be fun like i mean getting told that like we're not like you aren't honored in our our organization because we're just cutting the whole team. We're cutting bait with 20% of yeah. you know, overall roster. But at the end of the day, baseball is a business, man. It's a business and you're a seasonal apprentice for tax purposes. Exactly. And then you, you one day you're the guy who sees the, um, it was always the grim reaper was the, uh, for, for the Angels and the Braves, every spring training was the intern would come in and be the grim reaper. He'd be the guy to call people in to the office to get cut. And then my first spring training, I had a couple of buddies, and uh, his name was uh, uh, Tyler. And Tyler would come in, and he would uh, be the guy to be like, hey, so-and-so, come to the office. And everyone knew what that meant. The whole locker room Damn. silent. A couple people were like, man, uh, he's coming around. Like, you better not come for me. Two minutes later, it comes for that guy. And I'm just sitting there like a duck, like just like hiding. Like, oh, like, shit. Just come. But it, one day you're the guy who does it. So and yep. it's uh, for me, it was 
it wasn't a surprise, but it was something that it, it's, it's, it's hard to take that in stride. Yep. It's very hard because no one, not many people get released and go, cool. I did all the baseball I wanted. Um, you know, I, I fulfilled my full potential. Yeah. Um, you know, someone, you, you always want a little more. So, um, that was the conversation I've had with guys too. Is like, when you're done, you, you just want to be ready. You want to be done. And I think the coronavirus, there's not much, there's not much closure. And for me personally, there's not much closure. There is no closure because you can't control it and no one else can either. Mm-hmm. It would be, uh, I'd be go. I'd be going to sleep every night. Like, what the hell do I do tomorrow? Like, what am I doing tomorrow? Like, am I going to get cut tomorrow or what? Yeah. And it's a paranoid kind of work that, you know, can definitely fuel you. But I guess looking forward, it's nice to know that, okay, well, some guys are going to get their, their spots for next year, double A, triple A, whatever. Yeah. Based off of now video of what they've been doing the last 12 months, not based off their 2019 stats which, you know, based on the last time they saw them, um, you know, some guys will have to be a little more creative to uh, not only get a job, but, you know, beat out other guys when the whole year of sample size is, uh, is gone. So it's going to be such an important year next year for so many people's career. So yeah. many people's careers can be so important. Well, so and then also at the end of uh, this next year is when they redo the – cba like for the for the major league uh union so then that'll that'll change stuff too yeah yeah the, the 2021 man yeah, the, the business is still gonna move on um there's gonna be people always newer throwing harder and hitting ball farther and hey and every year they do throw harder and they do hit <laughs> further yeah i'm over trying to work out at the facility doing you know some pull downs and stuff and there's this local kid. He's a Fresno State grad, and he's he's sitting 94, 95. I'm sitting there trying to chug as hard as I can. But um, another thing that I feel lucky to not deal with is, like, if this was my senior year of college, if this was 2016 when the season got canceled, man, I would be selling – I'd be getting a job four years ago. Uh, yep. I was a late pick, and I depended on those – playoff innings um yep. at, and our Santa Barbara run to to get drafted and you know a lot of fifth year fourth year seniors got their heart ripped out um this year and and, and for me it was even uh the fall of my senior year I had no idea if I was gonna get drafted I was I didn't ever got drafted before um you know I had a couple questionnaires here and there but yeah you know, a lot of guys who who their career just unfairly ends because of uh, not getting that sample size or not getting that platform in front of fans. And then we had five, five rounds. Um, I know the MLB has been trying yeah. to cut down that a little bit, but from 40 to five, dude, like that's, uh, let me just do my uh, quick. I know the answer, but I'm going to verify it. 12 and a half or well, 12.5. 35 times. Well, I mean, that's like a thousand fifty kids. Just not getting there, not getting what I want. They deserve that. They they deserve that chance, and yep. and they deserve that ability to. Uh, and and you know, it's one of those things where it's just, it's not. When it happened, it's not fair. It's yeah. not. It's not fair to anybody. Um, but being a twenty-one-year-old, twenty-two-year-old senior, I definitely feel for for those kids a lot. You know, twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old guys still still doing it. 
you know, those chances to get signed, you know, play independent ball. I know there was independent ball playing this summer and there was still some ball played. So, uh, like I said, to, to get a chance to play still is, it's just a freaking blessing, man. Well, it's like, cause those, those stories are the ones I, I, I love, like, I mean, yeah. So like the seniors in college last, last chance and you get drafted and then it's almost like you will say yes. Like there is almost a hundred percent chance that you're going to be like, let's do this. I played for four, five years in college. Yeah. Not for, not just for fun because you still had a dream. You give, you would give up anything to be riding a uh, low A bus in the middle of Burlington, Iowa on a crappy, (laughs) you know, bus on a bad road. And that that grind is real, but there's so many kids that want to get there and want to be there, you know, and then it's just, it's, it's very hard to to close that book. And I know a lot of people have had to. Um, So I just trying to to control what I can. It's cliche, but uh, you know, it's true though. Very yeah. true. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird thing now to be side hustle, you know, what you, what you're passionate about. And then now having a job, like I work 40 hours a week and all of that. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's, uh, to I come home and I'm like, did I, what I do before this? Cause like, this is my life now. Like, it's just, it's such a different, such a contrast from what it was. But now all the extra time I have is, is getting ready for, you know, betting on myself, betting on, you know, taking that chance again to, to go out there and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, get a contract and, and, and things are good next year. And, um, we're still in contact with, with my team in Mexico and, you know, still going to try to be, uh, making some, you know, some videos and then trying to be out there sending out to people. So, um, having that ability is still, is still there that those goals are there, uh, just, definitely a big roadblock that i mean everyone has so hey complain about big things are coming for you man just keep on grinding that out we'll see it's a um till then man if you want to use car uh come on down (laughs) i have i have a 2020 silverado we're doing okay well trade it in you got got (laughs) i can get like four used cars from you yeah absolutely i'll get you a good deal (laughs) deal so let's Let's uh, wrap this up a little bit. So let's say that a college kid, senior year, he wants to go play professional baseball, but he doesn't think he he can do it. What do you tell him? I mean, if you, can't, if you don't, whatever it is, you're probably right. So if you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can, you're also right. So manifest, uh, man. That's a, that's, yeah, manifest that shit, man. Make videos. Uh, I, have, I have that tattooed on me. Manifest. What does it say? Manifest. Oh, nice. Nice. See, every I, morning, I'm, manifest that. I'm a big believer in, in, in saying it like to my friends. Like, yes. All right, I'm hitting 95 before I leave. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lift this. I'm going to do it because it holds me accountable. Hold you accountable for yep. it. You don't want to be, you know, not a man of your word. So exactly. I'd like to put that out there. Um, make videos, man, be creative, try to get in contact with people. Um, make the decision first. If you want to do it full, full asset, don't half asset. If you don't want to do it, cool, go, go figure it out. But, um, this, if this coronavirus thing has taught any baseball player athlete is, um, it's life's way bigger than this game and the game will pass you. 
Um, whether you like it or not, the game will pass you up. So uh, just, just trying to be able to, to be on the right side of it. And if you do want to do it, just fucking go after it. Yeah, that's exactly nailed that. Amen. Amen, dude. Justin Kelly, thank you so much. Super excited to see like we were going. There's a lot of potential in you. And you know what? I want to see Team Mexico tear it up in the WBC. As always, a huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. It started out of a basement producing tees, and now they're shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. I'm currently wearing my Routine Baseball collab with Tim Anderson. I love this tee. There's lots of different shirts on their websites, lots of different clothing. They're making and having lots of specials right now due to the holidays. So go check them out. And that is it for this one. Go Cubs.